This is week three. We hope you didn't take a loss. If you did, listen to the podcast for the sauce. If you're 0-2, that don't really mean that you're bad. You just need the Fantasy Culture Podcast. What's up? What's up? We are back. Week three. I am one half of the co-hosting team, AD. And I'm here with, state your name, gangster. Marquise, what up, everybody? It is week three. Welcome to the Fantasy Culture Podcast. We are back again. Yes, we are back for the third week of some NFL action. Uh, week two was was kind of crazy. There was some some good moments, some good games, some uh, some some games I fell asleep on, man. That that weren't bad games. I was just tired. Like I didn't see the end of the Raiders, Raiders and Chiefs. I mean, not Raiders, Ravens and Chiefs. That right? that was a yeah Ravens and Chiefs that was a great game I was able to I was able to catch the end of that one I didn't get to catch most of like the afternoon games you were you text me more of the updates on those um, yeah I didn't get to see too many of those and I know one great game was the Raiders and uh, Steelers yeah that that was that was a good game um, Raiders two and zero like that that's surprising in itself but uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that. Um, matter of fact, you know what? Let's jump right into it. I don't, I don't feel like we really have much to recap. We just going to get right into the, the nitty gritty as we talk about a uh, little bit about week two. So so let's get it going with the Raiders, as we just stated. Uh, Roland, 2-0, defeated the Steelers uh, in uh, another upset. I guess we call that an upset? I call it upset. Um, yeah. I, I thought the Steelers defensively would kind of manhandle the Raiders and I, it did not. It did not happen that way. It looks like Henry Ruggs had a had a pretty good game. Um, just a, Derek Carr had a good game, and the Steelers defense just kind of got trashed around. I know T.J. Watt got injured. I know that played a part. Joe Hayden didn't play, but I know at the same time uh, you still would expect for them to kind of have a, a better performance than what they had. And yeah, I don't know, man. It was a very surprising to say the least for the Raiders to, to do what they're doing so far. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, those boys were pretty much uh, came out there. They played a good game, um, that defense, and they won. That defense, the defense is looking showed good. up. Like, the defense I, I that was in for question. Sure, like beginning of the season, Raiders defense was not a team at all, at all that I was remotely worried about. And I don't know. This so far, they're they're looking pretty good. They, they, they had a really good showing week one against Lamar and the Ravens. Week two, Steelers and shutting down the, the Steelers. High potent offense, you know we know they have good receivers. Najee Harris is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, good tight end core, and yeah, they just kind of shut that down. So good to see that from them. And then I know the following team finally got back on track, which is uh, Go Pack Go. Oh yeah, the Packers came through. They uh, did their thing. Uh, I mean, kind of started off a little shaky. People were probably like, uh, "What's going on?" Like I remember the commentator, like first half was saying, "Well, did anybody see this coming?" And at that point, I think it was 17-14. I think the Lions, Lions went yeah, into the Lions, half Lions up 17-14. Yeah, um, so I liked what I saw for the most part from the Lions, other than, you know, young teams like that, teams in quote-unquote rebuilding stages, they'll have those those little hiccups. But um, it'll get fixed. Th- those uh, those wrinkles will get ironed out. Uh, the, rather, uh, the, the weather, the <laughs> combination of weather and rain. <laughs> The rain came down, creating bad weather uh, for the second half of the, the game. So I know that influenced, I think, that fumble by Jared Goff on the handoff. I think it happened twice. Um, so a couple, you know, little lapses here and there. But I think they'll be fine. They won't be a great team this year, as I think 
many of us said before the season started. Um, but I like the attitude that's coming from Dan Campbell. You can see it trickles down to the players. And uh, it's a young core. They play good and they play hard, but it just wasn't enough to contend with with Green Bay, especially on a mission. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers wanted that bounce back, considering the the trolls <laughs> that he was getting. Uh, you know, after that week one loss to the uh, Saints, and um, you know, it was just important for them to get that win. Aaron Jones, uh, which I didn't know, lost Aaron his lost his, uh, lost his dad to, to COVID back in April. Um, so that was, you know, if I know last year we talked a lot about storylines, which ironically enough, I haven't even mentioned this year. I guess every year kind of has a theme last year for me. I was always talking about storylines. Um, this year, I don't know. I don't know my, what my, uh, theme for this year. Yeah, we gotta is. figure that out as the year, as the year goes on. As the year goes on and, and we hear, I guess, more topics or, um, explanations that I have going into these episodes, maybe we'll lock in on a particular theme but it hasn't come to me yet um so yeah packers were rolling aaron jones had himself a night he had a great game thank you um aaron yeah. jones, if you're listening thank i appreciate you <laughs> aaron jones man aaron jones aaron jones he'll do it he'll do it i had him the last three years man and i just enjoy the ride of having aaron jones on my team because he'll give you games like he did this uh this past monday you know, he'll give you games like that. So it's it's exciting, you know. And at the end of the day, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. Like, yeah, you want to win, but you want to have fun. And it was it's always fun when Aaron Jones is on my team. Like, it's more fun than it's not fun. I'll put it that <laughs> way. Um, so, yeah, Pax rolled through. This week they got a tough matchup. Um, wait, do they have a tough matchup? Who they play this week? Let me see. The, they're talking about the Packers. The Packers play... Uh, San Fran. So yeah, they do have a tough matchup. I knew they had a, a pretty a, a difficult matchup. Um, so you know we'll see if it was just because they're playing the lowly Lions, or if they're moving in the right direction. If they're moving in the right direction, we'll see that uh, against uh, Sunday night. They have a Sunday night game another, against another TV uh, game. San Francisco. So that that should be a good one. That should be a good one. Uh, next up we got the Buccaneers, the hometown Bucks firing on all cylinders. They look really good. They look really good. Five TDs, um, Tommy boy. Man, he's he's killing it. Nine TDs over two games. Uh, Mike Evans, Mike Evans owners rejoice. Uh, gave us a good game. I think he had two touchdowns and over a hundred yards. Um, Chris Godwin, another touchdown game from him. Another touchdown game from Gronkowski. Everybody's getting the feels. Yep. Everybody's getting it. So. Um, they're looking good. They're looking good. Uh, they have a tough matchup as well. They play the Rams this weekend, yep, who are test. rolling too. And it is at the new SoFi Stadium, so they flying cross country to Cali to uh, hey, to get that game in. So that should be Coast a really yeah, West Coast action. Uh, that should be a really good game. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, both teams with some uh, a good front seven, a uh, good front presence, uh, secondary. The, I'll say the Rams have the edge on secondary. I say the Rams. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. There, so that just top notch. You know, covers yeah. so much of the field. But yeah, essentially, both both it's good defenses. Equal. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of equal when you think about it. Um, but it's going to be a good matchup. I can't wait for that game. It's going to be good. Uh, next up, Giants. Gonna Giant. 0-2 for, uh, again? Isn't this another 0-2? I forgot. I saw the report on that that they've started like 0 and 2 over the past such and such seasons. I can't remember exactly what yeah, it was. It's like a ongoing trend for the Giants. Yeah, they just they always seem to uh they always seem to have that happen somehow. Let games slip. 
And they did on a false start on a kickoff that was initially missed. They called the oh no, offsides. They called the offsides. And um, then they lost. They lost. <laughs> so uh, making it, and uh, that was it from there. It's game winning field goal, and yeah, like you said, yeah. Giants are gonna giant, man. They I don't say, know what uh, it is. They say football's a game of inches, man, and and you know, give it about five the, the yards. Fight, give them about five <laughs> yards, and then a whole new attempt at a kick. You know, those guys get paid to kick, man. So they don't have uh, nobody to blame and nobody to kick but themselves because they really messed that up. Sorry, Giants fans. Uh, next up, Cowboys with a nice win against the Chargers. That was nice. That was nice to see. Uh, defense looked much, much improved. Um, not great. Not elite by any means. But you think they got to be happy with Micah Parsons. Um, he's all over the field. Yeah, man. He does a, him he's, and uh, Trayvon Diggs have yeah, been both doing of them. pretty good on the defensive end. Trayvon Diggs had a down. nasty pick, too. Yeah, yeah he's he been trying to hold down that, that, that position over there. I know he talked about an offseason that he wanted to be um, known as like the top one of the top defensive corners. And I know he has an attitude as well with Stephon Diggs, his brother. So um, it was just, it's been good to see the kind of defense get, you know, putting the par against a high-powered uh, offense there. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think they had a uh, – a really good showing, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see more from them and to beat the Chargers. Uh, I think it was on the road too. Yeah, I think it was on the it road was, too. It was on the road. It was on the road. So yeah, they they beat them on the road. Um, you know, saw a good game from Zeke, but we also saw a good game from Tony Pollard. Hey, I was so, talking uh, about it week one about Tony Pollard starting to kind of inch into more of the the did. playing time of Zeke, and you start like you starting to see it little by little. He's whether it's not even running back position, just him in a slot position, just something. But he's they're keeping him on the field for a reason, and that's that's tough, yeah. man, to stop both of them going. Yep, I was seeing, uh, saw a video earlier talking about how they were running design plays to get uh, Tony Pollard open. So he's definitely in, incorporated into that offense. Like he's in Alan the offense. Moore is sold. So yeah, so um, look look for that. It looks like you know Zeke is being used a lot in blocking, you know, uh, pass protection. Which uh, frees up opportunities for for Tony Pollard. You know why exhaust your hundred million dollar man in, in Zeke to block and then you know take the handoff, especially in this era of, of football right now. You know it's it's important if you haven't seen already to reserve your top level uh, uh, running back. You know you got to reserve him because players will go down, especially running backs. They've been going down at such a crazy rate this season. <laughs> I feel like yeah, man. Like so, off season, we lost about four or five of them. So that's man, it's already crazy. a bad start. So definitely got to keep them in full backfields. Not man. even like one or two here and there. Like forty nine just back- lost theirs in one game. Full backfields <laughs> are crumbling. So um, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to to. We talked about it last last episode. Um, talking about just that one two punch tandem. We we may see a lot of teams go to that uh that strategy of really having a one two uh punch running back tandem in the backfield so you know look forward to that change if that does take place in the nfl that'll definitely bring some value to uh to backfields around the league pretty much so uh that's always good from a fantasy perspective uh next up lamar beating mahomes for the first time for the first time on a uh on a fourth and one hey lamar you want to go for it yeah Damn right, coach. I'd go for it, too. <laughs> Damn right, coach. So uh, so they went for it, and that pretty much uh, sealed the game. So uh, Lamar put the boys on his on his back, you know, put the boys on his back, and, and he made it happen. He made it happen with a 
Tyson Williams led backfield. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Latavius Murray seems like he gets some of the goal line touches when he, when he comes in. Looks like he's a touchdown more the more the touchdown person than Tyson, which is crazy. I would think it would be Tyson. He runs hard and he ain't slow. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, Murray has been coming in because even the first week he came in, even he was the, the what was that the most recent running back more so to join other than Freeman, and uh, he looks like he kind of turns in and get more of the the touchdown plays. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been active. You know, he, he was with the Saints, and he played, and he played in the preseason, I believe. So Yeah, but they have Le'Veon pro- Bell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get that man more sunflower seeds. <laughs> Get him some more sunflower seeds, because that's just, that's, it's Ooh. yeah, man, yeah. So, I mean, Latavius Murray, uh, Tyson Williams, it could just, you know, look at that, another tandem, another two-backfield tandem. You got Tyson Williams, who probably would not have seen much time yeah, at all Dobbins this season. Yeah, really, like, you know, held the, round, the yeah, reins at, on this at, one. and you still had Gus Edwards. Like, Tyson Williams probably would not have seen on-field action this season. So, just, just think about that. And now he's pretty much been thrown into the lead-back role. And he's been handling it pretty well. And, and, and moving pretty well. And moving pretty well. So, um... You know, you got to watch his game and kind of see that he's doing exactly what he needs to do uh, in that offense. Not too much, not too little. He's just, he, he's playing his role and he's playing it well. So as long as he keeps doing that, he'll pretty much have control, majority control uh, of that backfield, I would like to say. I, I would like to say. You agree with that? No, I, I definitely yeah. agree. And I think it's just great for, um, overall, I just want to harp on, like, it was a really great game for, for Lamar. As we know, he has the most pressure on the team, you know, to try to excel for what he has. And I, he, he did a really – I really liked it. From seeing from week one, I wasn't really sure how the Ravens were going to pan out. And week two kind of showed a different a different identity. And it just looked pretty good with Lamar and, and Hollywood. Just kind of playing street ball out there, having fun, and um, just trying to make sure they get the ball in each other's hands some way, somehow. Jump passes and all. Didn't matter. Yeah, nah, he made it happen. And that's what – you know, that's kind of what you need to do, especially not having – all of your weapons being super limited. So um, that was good to see. So shout out to the Ravens fans and uh, the Ravens franchise as they were able to to get a win against uh, against the Chiefs, against the Chiefs. Uh, so that's pretty much all the recap that we have for week two, just some of the bigger storylines. So let's go ahead and get into. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. I know it's not on the, it's not an agenda, but let's. I'm not, oh, I can't bypass. I also want to give a shout out to my Titans, of course. Want to give a shout out to my Titans. <laughs> this man said, this man said, oh, yeah, let me add this. Let yeah, me add this to the list. Yeah, hey, you was just waiting for waiting me to for keep it. it moving so you could be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to let you finish, but. My overtime when I did count out my Titans, I thought they were going to go ahead and lose. It was a good win. It was a good win. It was a good game. Um, They definitely picked it up second half. So shout out to the Titans for definitely getting a win against a team, a lot of people really thought they were going to lose this Yeah, season. they play well. All right, so let's get into the injuries now. <laughs> let's talk about some injuries around the league. Um, Chuck Clark, yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, has uh, a concussion. Chuck Clark just had a concussion last game. Raven safety um, is a vital part of their, their pass defense, but he left, I think, towards the third, fourth quarter of the game. Okay. Um, so most likely going to be concussion protocol. So who knows who plays week one. I'm sorry, week three. Not a major factor, but something to throw in there. Um, next up, Jarvis Landry. He's going to be out for a little bit. I think he's yeah. actually on IR. He has a um, grade two. No, he has a, you know, he has an MCL sprain. Uh, last I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to IR. Last I saw was going to be week to week, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he's not playing for yeah, sure I think, week three. I think like, I just saw I the report saying that they were putting him on IR. So 
Um, that's kind of why I had I had some some Cleveland players on my uh, on my waiver wire. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't see him playing. Um, regardless, with the with the grade two sprain and MCL, I don't really see it happening. He probably won't play for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's uh he's IR bound, so that's at least a minimum of three games. Uh, so we're looking at three weeks. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. So Mayfield, uh, sore, but will still be playing. So that's just something to monitor. Uh, they have a matchup this week against the uh, Chicago Bears. So um, interesting to see what Nick you know Chubb Mayfield's going to be able to do. Yeah, you would think it would be a, a, a Nick Chubb game. So um, you know, look out for that. Uh, Bradley Chubb, he is also headed to the IR with, uh, I believe it was a knee injury, That's possibly a, um, ankle, ankle. Okay, ankle injury. So he's getting, uh, he's getting surgery. So he'll be out for about six to eight weeks, according to the latest report. So look out for that. Yeah, um, Mr. Derek Carr, um, currently ankle injury. I know right now it's listed as questionable. I'm sure he will tough it out because no, I know it hasn't been really too many reports on the injury, um, but it's just something to monitor throughout the week. As the Raiders gear up for week three. Yep. Uh, Tua. Tua got pop. Yep. more got pop in his ribs. Uh, so he's questionable with a rib injury. Haven't really heard much about it, to be honest. I just heard that uh, his ribs are pretty sore. That was the last update I was able to hear. Yeah. I know, I know um, a lot of a lot of injury updates here. I was going to hear questionable as we... You know, it's Tuesday, so we don't get too much of the full details until about week three. Sorry, not week three. Until about Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday usually. Wednesday you'll start details. seeing the yeah. Wednesday you'll start seeing the questionable tags. Thursday, you know, by Friday you want to see good to go. Yeah. Usually, if you're questionable by Friday, yeah. it's not looking too good for you that Sunday game. Have a great game. game at all for that yeah. one, or you may not even play, or you're truly like doubtful. So, um, yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook he got hurt, uh, but it was an ankle injury. He did come back in, and uh, I believe he did finish the game. But yeah. I remember he did go down. I was kind of speaking on it earlier with you, uh, uh, T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt. What's the older brother, T.J. or J.J.? J.J. J.J. Watt um, kind of had him wrapped up by his ankles, and uh, Cook kind of took offense to that a little bit because he, you know, it wasn't a, it was it was a sketchy tackle. It was a sus tackle. But um, I know T.J. You know he's a veteran. JJ. I mean, not T.J. J.J. <laughs> I'm looking I'm at T.J. Up, I'm rubbing up on messing uh, up the names now. Uh, J- <laughs> J.J. Watt, uh, you know, he, he's been in the league a long time, and I think he respects the game. It wasn't anything malicious, but it's just one of those tackles that you'd rather not have yeah. as a running back, especially of Dalvin Cook's caliber. So um, he should be fine, though, but, you know, just keep an eye on that, those updates in regards to Dalvin Cook. Uh, Big Ben struggling with this with this pec injury that came yeah. up. Neither him or Tomlin know when it occurred. But he does have he this. Knows. Uh, he took, I don't know if anyone saw. He took a big hit. Yeah, he, he took a he, couple. He, he, he took got a, he hit took ten huge, times. He took a huge. I saw one of them where it looked like his whole chest. Yeah, and I, I feel like they they know he, exactly. Actually, yeah, they may not know the hit because he did. He got hit a lot <laughs> yeah, of times. But I think lot, he was uh, hit the most. One. That yeah, he's been he was hit the most this week or this past week. He had 10, 10 hits. So um, that's tough for your quarterback, especially Big Ben. You know, he built a little differently. Yeah. Um, he could probably take those hits. Maybe you know. Four or five years ago, but yeah. you're looking at somebody who's a little bit older now, and just came off a big surgery. Yeah, just too. came off a big surgery, so you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, no real update to that. Uh, apparently, it's it's last thing I heard from Tomlin was that it would be limiting his normal practice routine. So you know, 
Which the fact fun. that it's kind of a judge. You think it's fine? I think well, the fact that he. I think just for the, Big Ben, in a sense, like even though they limit his practice routine, I know there's certain times where he doesn't even practice in the week and he'll still play on Sunday and be fine. But I know the biggest thing is farther time and depending on how he recovers from the injury throughout the week. I mean, anybody could play. It's a matter of you're going to go out there and produce because he could go out there and start throwing like Mason Rudolph. Yeah, so <laughs> he got to go out. He could, he's tough. He definitely played Mason through Rudolph it. That man done played. For real. That man played through like. Broken thumb, yeah. shoulder, all kind of ailments, but it's just a matter of you don't go out there and perform. Like he has, you know, arguably one of the top, you know, or, or the top receiving tandems in the league between Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Like that you young talent leave over Juju there is out like that, huh? You gonna leave Juju out like that? That's uh... tough. I go more Deontay and Juju than Clay. Nah, I think but I, I think, like it. I like it. I, I think Claypool. I think Claypool is the more immense talent. I think Juju kind of, we've seen the best, I think we've seen the best from Juju. I don't think he's going to really, in my personal opinion, I don't think he's going to get any better. Mm-hmm. I think he had his best years alongside AB. Yeah. I think that was a Juju that, that you know, we probably miss because he's not the same player. I think Claypool has a bigger upside currently yeah. on that team. Yeah, currently has. I know he can stretch the field more than Juju can. Juju's reliable. He's like the he's like the Tyler Boyd of that offense. Super reliable, but you kind of know what you're gonna get. He may have a couple boom, you know, boom games here and there, but he's he's Mister Reliable. You know, yeah. but uh, so you know, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on Big Ben over there. Um. What else we more, got? A couple more still. There's TJ Watt also here. Oh, yeah. He heard his groin. He left the game and did not come back in. Um, still questionable, but I did see reports that look leaning more towards he may play week three, but it's still something to look out for. Um, even though he did just get that payday, injuries do come first. Uh, who else? Deontay Johnson hurt his knee, which he did not need to be in in the game when he hurt his knee. There was a, I think they were down by like 10 weren't going to win the game, and they were still just trying to make something happen. And no boy went out with a knee injury to end the game. Um, that's no good, looking, my friend. Not looking that's good, so no good. I don't know if he's gonna play this week. So far, it doesn't look like he is going to. But uh, I guess we gotta kind of see what tomorrow and Thursday hold for him. Absolutely. Um, Russell Gage apparently questionable with an ankle injury. Yeah, he left the game with an ankle injury. Did not come back. So if he does not play, then um, actually could be a better game. Even though I know he popped off for a decent game when in Kyle Pitts. Um, could be looking for a better game with Gage out and uh, more pitch showing with Calvin Ridley against the Giants. They have a, a good a good opportunity there, if I'm not mistaken. They do play the Giants this week. Um, so good opportunity for kind of, kind of Kyle Pitts to kind of take advantage of this Russell Gage. And if you know, Russell Gage hasn't really been a main focal point of offense, but still a lesser body for Pitts and Ridley to kind of take over. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Amari Cooper, and it begins. It yep. begins with just the rolling injuries. Yeah, Amari Cooper getting banged up, but he plays through them. Yeah, he, but uh, he's always like one hit away from not getting up. Like that, that's it. That man is just you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's tough or fragile. Like I don't know if you can be fragile and tough because it's tough because he plays through it. I feel like he doesn't really miss many games. I would. I, I can't recall that he's missed like a long nah, stretch of games. He. He may he'll go he goes out there and play. He may limp to the sideline. He may limp like on his routes. So he may <laughs> just be like a distraction, but he hardly misses any games. Um He has heart. Yeah, he has heart. So yeah, he has heart. But man, he's he's a 
he definitely uh, carries an injury designation almost every week. Uh, but anyway, he got popped in the ribs. Popped yeah, in the ribs, so he he's left, questionable. Yeah, he left the game. He came back for the last drive, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, so definitely question, at the moment questionable. Kind of see how it goes. I'm sure he's going to play regardless. Yep. Uh, let's see. Daryl Henderson. He got hit in the ribs too. Everybody's getting hit in their ribs. Yeah. Um, injuries, so. Got hit in the ribs. So look out for, you know, Sony Michelle to probably get a little uptick in usage. Uh, especially against those those Bucks. You would think, you know, that ball gotta get out gotta get gotta get out of the hand of Stafford uh quickly, especially with that rush. So um, you know, maybe Sony Michelle sees a little bit more action. Uh, 49ers backfield, speaking of action, whole lot of injury <laughs> action going on over there. All taken out in one uh, game. We got Hasty with an ankle injury. Trey Sermon with a concussion. Who is more likely to play this week as long as everything goes according to uh, plan with the concussion protocol? Uh, but he is on schedule to possibly play this week, but still have to see more development surrounding the concussion protocol and how he kind of recovers. Um, Elijah Mitchell has a shoulder injury, questionable, but still, I believe last report I saw he was likely to play. Yep. Um, so you know, who knows about that 49ers backfield? I won't get into too much of it because we, I think we kind of breeze over it later, but if not, uh, you know, we'll bring it up in another segment. Uh, let's see, Carson Wentz, both, both ankles. ankles, man, I mean, both his ankles, my ankles. are sprained, <laughs> man, yeah, both ankles are sprained, and uh, right now they're up in the air, how do you sprain both your ankles, yeah, I don't, I don't know, that's one like, thing, both I of mean, them, that sounds, from, from what I read, he, he sprained one, and, you know, tried to continue playing, and ended up spraining the other, and it was just too bad for him to continue playing, uh, which Dang, is why Jacob terrible. Eason that's a bad juju, and yeah, Definitely some bad juju, and I, I don't think they're going to play him. Um, I think that's a dangerous thing to try to do. Both ankle sprain, coming back from a foot nah, surgery. Jake, Jacob Eason's in there. Um, Eason's in there, and um, good luck. Yeah, Jacob Eason's Titans in there. are coming. Um, let's see. What else we got? Tyrod Taylor Shout and out, Nico man. Collins. Shout out to Tyrod. I just got to say that. I, I, if, if you want to talk about MVP for week one and two for the past five years, it's Tyrod Taylor. For the past five years? <laughs> After that. He's been, yeah. I don't know. Like, he always, man, what? he starts off a great week one. Week two comes, and it's whether he doesn't make it to start the game because of Jeez, just whatever happens or he gets hurt. He started off great for the Browns. Week two, concussion. Tyrod Taylor's a two-week Baker MVP. In there. <laughs> Bro, oh, let me know when he's played more than two games. Oh, <laughs> like, man. I, I don't like it. I don't hey, man, like he that's went the to case. Tech, that man. man. Put some respect on Tyrod Taylor. Bro, I'm all for Hopis, it, man. man. Shout out to him. I hope he recovers. That's just It's sad to see, man, every year. Every year, something it's happens at the beginning right? of the week, yeah. and it takes him out. I hope this isn't David's, David, David Seals, Steals, whatever. I, forget. I don't even know his name. Hope this is David Stills, the quarterback for the Texans, the rookie. Um, oh, uh, yes. I, so I, I think it is David Stills. Hopefully, you know, Tyrod can come back and kind of manage the workload and not allow that to kind of <laughs> just take over that's been happening to him so he can <laughs> have more of a chance to shine. Yeah. But um, we, we talked about it before off the podcast that Tyrod just seems like one of those players who just, you know, unfortunately just the injury bug does not stay away for some reason. Yeah, he always got away. something going on. He always got something going on. So him and uh, Nico Collins are both out. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who, I forgot the rookie's name. You know, I think it's. I think you might be right. David Seals, David Sims, David Steels, David Wheels, something, <laughs> something like that. It's in that scope. Let me know when you find it. Um, 
And then uh, Taylor Lewan and uh, Roger Saffold. Yeah, both. Apparently, um, they play for the Titans. Um, I throw that in I'm there. not sure. Yeah, two. Um, they might be the rostered threw them on in the there, Titans um, <laughs> in real life. I'm not sure at all. Yeah, the reason I threw them in there is they're uh, <laughs> two key parts of the offensive line for the Titans who may not have them this week who go against a great defensive line of the Colts. Uh, so that's definitely something to kind of look out for in the sense of Derrick Henry's production and Tannehill's production mm-hmm. uh, due to just a constant pressure because they will bring the pressure with a, a hurt line. The Titans also have rookie Randons who's taking over Lawan's spot, but he has been iffy all, all offseason. So rookie just, who? His name's Randons. His last name, oh. Randons, something like that. Okay. He was, he was our first-round first pick name. for offensive lineman. Um, but he hasn't been great, so to say. He's in filling in for injury. So okay. just want to throw that out there. Just be mindful of that for your Derrick Henry and um, any Tannehill owners. That the uh, offensive line is a bit in a mishap at the moment. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know from your uh, live Titans beat reporter. Woo! If you need uh, Titans news, I'm not sure who or Everyone. why you Everyone would. should get Titans but, news. Um, here you have your official Titans beat reporter, courtesy of Marquis. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> moving on to the waiver wire. Let's talk about some ads. We'll breeze through this. Um, not really too too much to touch on, but you know, let's 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 kind of see where we're at with things. So, uh, right now we have the Cleveland wide receivers. Landry's out. OBJ kind of you know coming back. Supposedly, I heard he's supposed to come back this week. Um, how? Much will be incorporated into the offense, especially his first game back in the live action. A lot to be seen. Uh, so there's a possibility that another wide receiver may emerge. May emerge. So they have Rashad Higgins um, and Twan or Antonio Schwartz. Uh, I believe he's a rookie. Very fast rookie um, from what I've seen. Uh, runs like a 4-4. Um, so he's, you know, he's quick. Uh, he is on the Browns. And I believe he had a good first game first game of the season yes, he had he a did. pretty decent output so um you know there's there's some fantasy relevancy there so if you need like a dart throw um you know maybe pick up one of those cleveland wide receivers or the tight ends they like to run a lot of 13 man personnel um you know so njoku hooper hooper shouldn't be on your waiver wires but njoku more than likely and uh harrison bryant out of those three i'd probably well, just those two because Hooper should be rostered, but and uh, and Joku, I'd probably you know take a take a throw on this week as a tight end streamer. Um, Quintez Cephas, he's been pretty involved with uh, Tyrell Williams being out with uh, concussion that concussion protocol. Um, young, young on a young rebuilding team, uh, but he's got some good targets. I think he had six targets maybe. In uh, last week's or just this past game against the Packers. So at this point, anybody in your waiver, you're kind of looking for someone who has established targets. Because, uh, you know, the more targets you get, the more possibilities to do something with the opportunity, you know. Um, so he might be somebody to look at. Uh, you were talking about Rondell Moore earlier. I like him as well. Looks like he's made his way into that offense. Uh, kind of pairing up with Christian Kirk in terms of uh, production, but I like him to kind of maybe jump Christian Kirk because I feel like Christian Kirk has been the same Christian Kirk story over the past About like three, three seasons. Yeah, yeah three so Rondo at this point, Rondo Moore seems like, yeah, he's exciting and he kind of hit the ground running. So, um, you know, look out for him. If he's still available, you might want to go ahead and take a shot on him. 
Um, Jack Doyle, for my people like myself who punt tight ends and just like to stream them week to week, Jack Doyle may be pretty productive, especially with Jacob Eason coming in. Um, I could see him leaning on his tight end position heavily. Uh, so Jack Doyle, uh, he ran almost double the amount of routes of Mo Ali Cox, so I don't really foresee Mo Ali Cox making himself Mo Ali. relevant. Last year. But, uh, you know, with the offense kind of having to adjust right now with Jacob Eason and just kind of having to pivot the whole uh, initial strategy probably they had with Carson Wentz, um, you know, Mo Ali Cox may just surprise everyone. You might stream Jack Doyle and it be a Mo Ali Cox game. That's that's just how it kind of could work out. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, contrary to what the box score may show, um, he's had some opportunities. Uh, uh, Josh Allen's had has probably missed them on, on a few throws, a couple overthrows, just fingertips away, man. I feel like if you, if you would have made two or three more of those catches, we'd be look, talking about Emmanuel Sanders in a whole different light. He wouldn't even be on our waiver wire ad because he wouldn't be on the waiver wires. Like, he's had the opportunity. So uh, keep your eye out for, for Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to take a chance with him, definitely feel free. He's, he's involved in that offense, especially while Gabe Davis – is, uh, you know, getting back healthy. I think he had, like, a shoulder injury, I think. Um, so look for Emmanuel Sanders. You know they don't have a run game, so they're going <laughs> to sling that ball. Um, actually, surprisingly, though, D- uh, D- uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary has put up two back-to-back 100-yard rushing games. Yeah, he had a good game, and then Zach so, Moss uh, made Zach an Moss came in and got some touchdowns. Yeah. I was like, well, look at this. The he did. Moss attack is he here. He did. Zach Moss came through. Uh, so then we have K.J. Osborne, hey, um, Vikings. He had a good game. Uh, kind of splash targets, so he only had, you know, a, a couple targets. Nothing to go crazy over, but with the presence or not a presence for a tight end in the league, uh, on that team, uh, Irv Smith going down. You have, you know, Tyler Conklin basically used as a blocker. Um, it's just, they don't really have a tight end presence. So I feel like KJ Osborne with his, you know, with his build, he's a bigger wide receiver, um, kind of can fill into that, that third option role in the receiving core. Um, while the tight ends who essentially took, took Irv Smith's space, uh, or spot pretty much are used to block pretty much use, uh, used to block. So I like KJ Osborne, keep him at the end of your bench. If Thielen or Jefferson or, Cook or you know just one other person in that in that uh tandem kind of goes down, he gets thrown right into immediate value. I think he'll be in immediate value if one of those guys um were to go down. So if you have the room on your roster to just keep him at the end of the bench, kind of on a wait and see thing, I would definitely take a shot with him. Uh, Quez Watkins, hard to gauge him. He seems to be in the offense, but he's only gotten a few targets. Yeah, it's like a big play. Yeah, he's a big, a big play like guy. A big play, like a Henry yeah. Ruggs or something like that, you know? Um, so, yeah. If, if you feel like you are an Eagles fan or you have faith in what you've seen from him so far, he might be worth a, a stash at the end of yeah. your bench. And I, and I see a nice little shootout in this game. They play the Cowboys this week, so you know it's going to be a nice little rivalry division game. Um, yeah, so Miquel Watkins definitely all preseason he was involved in offense, so they definitely looked to get to him. Not a bad pickup to kind of stash away. Word, not nah, I like that. I like that. Um, next up, let's see. We got a uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, who's uh had a surprisingly good turnaround this season. Call that the Adam Gase theory. 
Um, Adam Gase is no longer present in the NFL. Uh, Sam Darnold has been rejuvenated. I think I saw a stat earlier that during Sam Darnold's tenure with <laughs> with uh, Adam Gates, he didn't throw for over like 200 and, yep. 250 or 275 yards. Basically, he, he, he'd never thrown for over, I think it was 250. And he's done, and it. He's done it twice already back to in the back. back-to-back. So, um, And then his next two games don't look too bad either. They play the Texans and I believe Cincinnati. I know the Texans for sure. Um, Cincinnati, I'm not 100% sure on that week four game. But um, if you could check on that for me, Marquis, just to be sure. But I know they play the Texans, um, and then I believe it may be Cincy after that. But uh, so far, he's the QB 12 on the season so far. And I know we're only two games in, but, um, you know, he is in the top 15 of quarterbacks. He's in that top 10 – I'm sorry, top 12 um, space in that area. So – uh, that's good news. They play the Cowboys. Oh, they play the Cowboys. Which is still Ooh, a that, great pass defense. I might as well. On, so. I might as well have said, yeah. you know, Cincy <laughs> and Cowboys interchangeable in terms yeah. of defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Texans and the Cowboys in the next two games. So, if you're someone who streams, you know, quarterbacks, there might be some value to be had with Sam Darnold over these uh, next two games. So keep your eye on that. Uh, that's pretty much it. That pretty much summarizes our waiver wire. Uh, so as you know, at this at this moment in time, we go into our music intermission. So today I wanted to share with you uh, artists that I've been following for quite some time. Um, his name is Q. Q is the name of this artist. Um, he does R&B kind of pop, but like electric guitar. He's interesting. He's an interesting style, almost like a Frank Ocean type, but also kind of Lenny Kravitz. So it's it's interesting. He's an interesting blend. Um, he's also a producer, songwriter, and he plays instruments. So super talented um, artist by the name of Q. I'll make sure I include his uh, at on Instagram so you can follow him and follow his work. And you will be hearing a song from him that I'm going to include right now in this music intermission the name of the song is if you care so we're gonna go ahead and listen to a little preview of that song and then when we get back we're gonna talk about our favorite segments you know how that go we talking about our you about to bus segment then we talking about who you gonna trust big, big trust. trust you know how that go and then we're going to talk about our sleeper segment, Cue the Snore. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about our sleepers. But once again, this is our music intermission real quick. This is Q with uh, If You Care. And then we'll be right back on the Fantasy Culture Podcast. Yep.
fantasy culture podcast hope you enjoyed that uh that music intermission uh you know I, I like i like to switch it up i like to give you know different styles of music different people that i'm hip to um i am working on some new music though so possibly on the next week's episode um yeah you might have a little little per little personal preview Woo! um just get you know getting back to the little personal preview of uh <laughs> um, we'll get back to to some you know to some to some music from me and then uh continue to mix in artists so artists if you you know if you're listening uh send us something send us a song you know we'll listen to it try and get you featured on the uh, on the episode uh definitely give you a shout out get you some listens all of that all of that good stuff so um Hope you appreciated the music. Look forward to delivering something good to you next week. Uh, but for now, let's go ahead and talk about the you bought the bus. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Uh, so let's see. Who you, you, well, you jumped it off last week, or did I? I don't even remember. But I don't remember. What, you want to uh, go first? You go, yeah, yeah, go ahead and go. All right, go ahead. So, who's about to bust? So my first person I got for this week, I didn't really like too many of the matchups that I had, um, but for me, I was going to go ahead and go with Mr. Scary Terry. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Um, doesn't That's mean he's sin. going to have you know a bad that game because he is obviously one of the main <laughs> focal receivers on that team, but he is going against um, one of the one of the best defensive matches so far this year, going against the Bills defense, who is top five in pass defense. Um, their 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 offense the defense line is is crazy. They just shut down the Dolphins thirty five zero, which the Dolphins do have somewhat of a decent offense to score points, but they you know they shut that down. Um, I just don't see it with Washington. I, there's not much there other than Gibson and, and Terry. Um, and Heineke is you know up. You in, don't like Taylor Heineken with I, the Heineken. I mean, he's straight, but you know with the Heineken, you know he may be throwing like he's drinking some Heineken this weekend. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It might work uh, out for him. He might be a it's possible. Q, drunken QB. Now they got drunken boxing. He might be yeah. drunken QB. Yeah, but I definitely see um you know Terry getting more of the the looks you know more of the double teams with Jordan Poyer or Michael Micah Hyde over the top along with your Davis White kind of covering him. Um, there's not much other options that kind of give a distraction for Terry. So. I might just see a lesser game from him than what he just had. I know he had about what, 17 points. He had a good output. It pretty much wasn't enough to say that he was going bust. He definitely had uh, a so good week 16 two. 16 points, 7, I still did, right? What's PPR? PPR points. Um, Let's see, Let's see. PPR. Yeah, look that 27. up. 27. 27, he just had PPR um, for week two. Um, I'm giving about a 17, maybe, week from him. Um, could be 15 I think he's going to be horrible, um, but I, for most of the players that I see in his caliber, I feel like he may have the least production due to his matchup that he has this week. That's my first about the bus this week. My second, um, he's had a great first two weeks so far, uh, Mr. Brandon Cooks. 
He's going against the Panthers this week, which is going to be a tough matchup for him. Um, if he had Tyrod Taylor, I'd probably have a better a better feeling about the matchup. But with Tyrod being out for about a month, enter in David Mills. Figured out his name. Entered oh, in David the rookie Mills. David Mills, um, who did not have a great showing. Granted, he did come in the second half. He hasn't really been great overall. Um, I would say he's just been subpar as far as like the quarterback play. So he's a um, rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie from Stanford. I mean, there hasn't really been um, too many. Yeah, there has. I mean, it's, the rookies have kind of been like. And been, granted, they're rookies. Yeah, but. so it's it's that's the biggest thing for me. I don't see a lot coming out from there. Um, again, playing against a great team, two good corners over there, and in, in, uh, Jackson and Horn, who's who is their rookie from South Carolina. Uh, you have Jeremy Chin. Uh, I forgot his first name. I, I forget his first name, but I know I know I know it's Joe Horn's son. Got you, okay. Joe Horn's son, which is a great great receiver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know he's going up against uh, going up going up against a good Panthers defense, another top five pass defensive team currently in the NFL. They've done a great job on the defensive end. Defensive line has been playing like crazy. DBs had a good showing last year, and they are only picking up on that even more. Uh, I think one of the biggest additions to the Panthers defense was Hassan Reddick from the from the Cardinals who balled out last year. Okay. He's been putting out a tear for the defensive line, and um, I just feel like it's gonna be tough for Brendan Cooks to perform as he's been doing the past two weeks being the focal point of that offense with Tyrod Taylor and the chemistry they built uh, I feel like that is going to show as it did in the second half of the game uh, that they played against the Browns which they played a decent game against the Browns the first half was not bad at all mm -hmm. but again once Tyrod went out entering David Mills and it just kind of went downhill from there even with the hurt Baker Mayfield and uh, injured Jarvis Landry uh, so that's those are my two about the bus this week it's going to be Mr. Scary Terry and Brandon Cooks. Went wide receivers last week. I went running backs. Had Joe Mixon, who I did hit on. Me and you both selected Josh Jacobs, which didn't even play as we were kind of already playing. So we out. win by default. Look at that. He ain't even show up. 2 0. <laughs> he ain't show up to the fight. Um, but nah, definitely. Definitely uh, some some interesting picks. Some interesting picks. Um, I, I, I can see it being possible. I can see it being possible. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, you could potentially be wrong about about Brandon Cooks simply because it's a Thursday night game. Thursday night games never really go according to plan. It is true. Thursday nights last <laughs> last year we did we did there we had some bad theme. Thursday night. <laughs> my repeat <laughs> theme. I'll night. always stick by it unless it's like you know yeah. I, I I won't risk I won't risk a play on a Thursday night. It has to make sense to me. Like it has to be maybe two big teams. Where one of my, you know, one of my stars on my team is is playing. I'm not gonna pull a stud. Brandon Brandon Cooks is a stud, but I just feel like Thursday night games, man. They just got this weird aura, <laughs> weird aura around it yeah. that just never works the in my favor. So happens. yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, good bot to bust, good bot to bust. So I have uh, two of my own over here. Um, starting it off with Debo, R.I.P. Uh, Tiny Lister. Damn, speaking of speaking of Debo, but <laughs> Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel. Um, man, preseason he was he was questioned a lot. You know, with 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 Brandon Ayuk, the second year hype around Brandon Ayuk, what he was able to do without Kittle and Debo. Um, Debo fell down the draft rankings. Um, eighth. Maybe like ninth round. Yeah, that man fell. Like he, like he was down there. He was down there, as opposed to Ayuk, who went in, you know, like the fourth, fifth, and has yet, and hasn't <laughs> really produce. emerged. We don't really know what's going on. We don't really know what's going on. But I feel like 
in this particular game, they're going up against Green Bay. Terrible secondary. Terrible. Other than uh, Alexander, Jair, uh, nobody else matters. No. Nah. Kevin King. Um, Kevin King has. I don't know why he's still on. I put a tweet out last year. Kevin I'm not King. mistaken about Kevin King because I don't know what happens, but he looks lost almost every remember, year in the in just trying to cover. He just looks lost. You remember <laughs> in Space Jam when they all touched the ball and they got they uh, uh but the monsters came and yeah. stole a uh, stole a powers. That's what Kevin King looks like out there. Like and just, it's and and you know what I mean they're they're professional, so I know I can't line up out there and do any better. Yeah, I made that but better, from yeah. my assessment, it just it doesn't look good from the from the talent pool that target. he is in. He's a target. They they pick on him a lot, which a is lot. why the, the Packers do in Stokes. With success. Who did good? Stokes yeah, did, much better. Stokes did much better. Much better. And then when Kevin so, King's out there, just mm-hmm. it's like a chicken with the head off, just, so, just running. Just trying so to run so maybe they might have found something in Stokes. Somebody to play opposite of Jair Alexander because I know they're looking for that. Kevin King ain't it. Kevin King is not it. But could be a good veteran presence in your locker room, maybe. Mm. But as far as being on the he's field, not he it. just has not produced. He's not it. But this isn't about Kevin King. This is about Debo Samuel, who is my first bot to bust. I just, I don't see the production. Um, you know, granted, he's he's putting up wide receiver one numbers right now. He's the lead focus of that offense at this moment in time. Uh, Kittle has somewhat underperformed. Um, you know, uh kind of where his ADP was. Um he hasn't really given the the necessary output to to prove his value just yet. Um he's been used a lot in blocking, so he hasn't really had the opportunity to get loose and um you know, make plays, make plays offensively. Um I think he starts to display some of that this game. Um I think I this game is a good is a get right game for Kittle. I think it's also a get-right game for IU. I think Debo is going to get a lot of attention. Um, I think IU, who's been seeing, you know, the, the the situation was his hamstring. He's been seeing a lot more time on the field. And I think this, you know, they know how to say the third time is a charm. He didn't get anything the first game. Second game, he got a couple looks, but nothing significant. I feel like this is the game. It all kind of comes together for IU, which... I think takes away from Debo. So um Debo, his first two games, he played against some pretty soft secondaries, Detroit and the Eagles. Um, the run game during those first two games were was good. You had a nice rotation of running backs who were in the mix. The running back game now in shambles. Big question mark over that running back, uh running back core. We don't know what's gonna happen. So I think there's going to be some ineffectiveness. There's going to be some inefficiencies in that run game that's kind of going to force them to throw, especially if Green Bay is rolling in a, in <laughs> kind of similar to what they look like they you know were able to put together against Detroit. Um, they can keep trouble. that momentum alive. Huh? It's going to be trouble. <laughs> they gotta, you know, they're going to keep that momentum alive. So uh, it's, it's concerning, but I like Debo Samuel to be my... Uh, about the bus, and I have him finishing outside the top fifteen um, this week, which Woo! which is kind of you, you can see that you can be like, oh yeah, that's possible. But in the way he's been playing, he's inside the top fifteen Woo! right now. So um, yeah, I got him outside the top fifteen. I got him outside the top fifteen. Um, next up, my about to bus. 
You start him? I'm starting him this week. You got him? I do. He on my bench. Oh, so you gonna start him? Yep. Okay. Well, start him. Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> if we in the same league, is that the league? Uh, possibly. All right, start him. If it's the, if it's the league, we both then go ahead and start him, brother. <laughs> go ahead and start him, brother. Um, <laughs> next up, we got uh my next by the bus, Damian Harris. I hated to choose this one. I hated yeah. it because I have him on my team and I really That's value cool. Damian Harris. But um, that New Orleans front is really nothing to play with. Um, they're very limiting. They they're very limiting. They held uh, Christian McCaffrey to a respectable seventy-two yards on the ground. I mean, for Christian McCaffrey, that's that's not his best output, but it's it's not necessarily bad. Just bad for the person that he is. Um, and most of the damage that was done in that game that kind of accounted for a good majority of McCaffrey's points was done through the air. And as we know, Damian Harris is not used as a receiving back, so it's going to be a lot of attempted ground and pound running style for him and I just don't see it being beneficial this week against against New Orleans I can't I, I just can't see it I just can't see it so um yeah, you know the Saints the Saints have a bad uh, they had a bad performance last week against the Panthers uh terrible performance the whole offense struggled they weren't able to move the ball I think Kamara only had like 25 rushing yards. Yeah, he had like three like, points. Yeah, it was it was it was it was not a good showing. So I feel like you know the Saints uh, get a nice bounce back game. Um, Kamara puts puts up some points. I think the offense moves. I think the offense moves, and that'll kind of force Damian Harris out of out of the game plan for the most part. Especially if they got to play from behind or New Orleans is really rolling, like I anticipate that they might. Um, Damian Harris just I don't think he's gonna return the the value that he's been giving you these past you know two weeks so um and it's on the road you know for the Saints the Saints is on the road so um it's gonna be a tough matchup but I think they'll I think they'll pull it out and I think Damian Harris just it doesn't it doesn't really pan out for you if you uh if you play Damian Harris this week so I got him as my about the bus so I got Debo Debo and Damian Yeah, I'm I'm mean, about to bust this week. Yeah, and even a harp on to your Damien Harris, just like the Saints so far, like they've only allowed, they've only allowed 2.8 carries. Sorry, 2.8 yards a carry so far this year. Um, they've only allowed 132 rushing yards in total, so it's really not, really not a lot of rushing yards. You're only looking at about less a 65 yard average for both the teams that they played so far, which they played some decent rushing teams this week. Um, I mean, this year so far, playing the Packers and playing the Panthers. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely for Damian Harris, I can see that. I wanted to choose him, and I was, I was, I was was in between picking him. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they really only saw CMC because Aaron Jones. That was the first game that that they came out and got mopped. So, you know, Aaron Jones was non-existent. Um, But I guess all elite running backs kind of have to go through that that little rut, that little single-digit game. Kamara had his. Aaron Jones had his. Everybody Saquon had his. Who I was also going to consider as my uh, as my big trust this week yeah. with Saquon, <laughs> but so I didn't. Uh, so but hard. I didn't add him. I got I got two. I got two different people. But I think Saquon is a good play this week. I think Bounce those back. panicked user uh, panicked owners against the Falcons um, start to feel a little bit better after this week three performance. Yeah. If if he does not look good, mm. then mm. ah. I don't know. It's tough. You got. You got to. You maybe got to start thinking about some things. Yeah. It depends on how the offense moves as a whole. You know, it's questionable, but we'll see. I, I guess that's the interesting game to, to to watch the Giants and the Falcons this this week. 
Um, since we're on the topic, what's up about the trust? Oh, let's talk about you know what we gonna do. Who you gonna trust? Big trust. Big trust. Woo woo. Let's talk about our big trust this week, man. So um, you can go ahead. Give me one. I give you. I give mine. You give yours. I give mine. We'll do it that way. Right. We but spoke on a little earlier. Uh, for my big trust, my first one is Mr. Robert Woods. Robert uh, Woods. Robert Woods. Mr. Reliable. Yeah, Mr. Reliable. I think he's gonna have a um, a better game than what he's had the first two weeks. Not he's had a bad game. He's you know has been somewhat involved in the offense. Cooper Cup has definitely been filling in his role, uh, which is great for Cooper Cup. Um, we know that he can do it. But for this week, we have the Bucks and Rams playing against each other. As we spoke about earlier, the Bucks have a great defense. So just how I'm imagining here, how the Rams been running our offense, Robert Woods and Rand Jefferson. But more Robert Woods um, kind of take more of the shorter routes. Cooper Cup gets the intermediate and deep routes. Um, with a pass rush like the Bucks have, I see more of a quicker pace of offense for the Rams to kind of get the ball out their hands, which Stafford does good already. So I see more of Robert Woods kind of getting a little, maybe a couple more targets due to that. But Cooper Cup's still going to have his thing. But for me, I got Robert Woods kind of um, stepping in, getting some, getting better yardage and more receptions than he's had the first two weeks. The Bucks have allowed the second most passing guard so far in the NFL and the most catching. Uh, 77 receptions so far teams in the past two weeks have got against the Bucks defense. So The Bucks have allowed 77 catches in total over the past two weeks? 77 catches and 707 yards um, is what What's they have the allowed. What's the next closest team? The next closest is the Chiefs or – let me see. Let me, oh, I didn't expect you to have that off rip. I was going to – I thought you was going to uh, – I wasn't even expecting you to be here. Right then. All right. <laughs> All right, while so. you figure that out, let me uh, kind of talk about, um, you know, the the, the, the player that, that – you. Right. Okay, you got it. Look, I'm All back. Right. I'm already ready. Yeah, so – um, so after the Bucks is the Cowboys. The Cowboys have the most receptions allowed, which sixty three compared to oh, seventy seven. Um, okay, is a, is a difference that's, that's there. A but big difference, but yeah, that's what Robert Woods is my about to trust going against the Bucks. Just looking more at the style of play of the Bucks defense. Rams got to be a little quicker um, on on the passing, getting the ball out of Stafford's hands, so he doesn't take big hits from the defense. And uh, yeah, who's yours? Who you got? Who you got for your your about to trust? All right, so my first up. Um, I'm going to go Mark Andrews first. Mark Andrews is my big trust this week. I think he's going to go nuclear this week. I think he's the big kaboom of the week. Um, Detroit, he plays Detroit. They just gave up 4-53-1 to Robert Tanyan. So four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and Kittle, who's... You know, been been shaky thus far in his production. Um, had his best game of the season, which was uh, the first game of the season against uh, Detroit. So, Mark Andrews, man, um, he's underwhelmed. He's underwhelmed so far this season. I think this is a perfect get-back game for him. The Detroit secondary is reeling. Um, they just they lost Okuda. They lost the other good rookie. Uh, I forgot his name. He also has a pretty complex last name. I don't even want to make an attempt at it unless I see it. But um he also went down, so they're down to like their you know, third string corner, second, you know, second strings and third strings on, on that on that secondary. So, um I just think Mark Andrews is in a good position, man, to have a really good game. I, I can see Tyson Williams going over 100 
on the ground. I think Tyson Williams has a shot to have a really good game. But I think Mark Andrews finishes in the top three tight end this week. I think he puts up in incredible numbers. You get to see uh, why people drafted him, where they drafted him, and why they believe he was worth the contract that he got this uh, this past offseason. So I like Mark Andrews. I think he's going to have a crazy game this week, one of those Aaron Jones-type point production games, maybe not in the 40s, uh, but you know what I'm saying. He, he goes nuclear at his res uh, respective position. Um, so I like Mark Andrews this week as my who you about to trust. Mark Andrews. Efitu Melifonwu. Boy, don't be speaking, though. Efitu Melifonwu. No, none of the voodoo. The, you say that too many times. I just wanted to I just wanted the, the look up the Lions rookie corner. Oh, that was his name. I didn't know what you was talking about. I had no Ifitu idea. Efitu Melifonwu. I'm thinking you over here just speaking... So I thought you caught the Holy Ghost. You speak in tongues. I'm not sure no. what's going on. I may so pronounce it wrong, name? so I apologize. But yeah, Fitu Melifonwu. Okay, all right. I, I'm okay. So that's his name. You made okay. You made it make sense. I did, You can't just come on the mic, just screaming sounds like that. And I and I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking but that's Swahili. that's the cornerback's name. Okay, got it. Okay, so he's out. He's he was injured. He went off with I think a a quad injury. Yeah, he had a quad Third injury. Quarter. I remember that. I remember it. Okay. Um, thank you for the clarification on that on that name and, and clarifying that you were saying a name and not Go the hell else. up, if he, um, if he too. If he too. All right. So uh, next up, Big Trust, who we got? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Did you Cook. pick him already? Nah. Nah? All right, well, so. go ahead. I hope I didn't. Now I have to look look back over. Nah, Dalvin Cook is your is your person. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, talk Dalvin, about Dalvin Cook. So let's hear. Why you feel Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook is my trust. Um, oh, Seattle. Um, granted, I know Derrick Henry just cut him up, um, but Seattle has allowed the second most rushing yards so far this year, along with DJ Swift um, and Williams tore them up as well. Both of them on the ground receiving and rushing. The Seahawks also, you know, they're not known for having a great lockdown defense. They're just known for making great defensive plays when it matters most. Um, so I'm seeing a big a big game out of both teams to kind of, you know, I see a high scoring game here. Um, so I see a Dalvin Cook kind of game. I know he had the, the ankle tweak last week, um, but it doesn't seem to be anything too severe that is that I feel like is going to hinder his gameplay, so to say. Um, so I do see um, another another good game from him. I know he had about 19 points this week. Um, I don't think he scored any touchdowns, but he had a lot of usage on receiving and rushing. I know he had over 100 yards, so I see another over 100-yard game for him, but to actually get inside the end zone this time, um, I can see a good 30-point game from him. Um, you know, they're, you know, their offensive weapons are on, I don't want to say they're limited, but you know, you're looking at Thielen, Jefferson pretty limited. and Cook and, um, no, actually they're know, not limited, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, he's yeah, a focal point of what, what makes the, you know, makes the offense run. Um, so that's my about the trust this week. You know, he's, he's been having a great year so far. Um, you know, continuing on his run that he had last year, just being kind of consistent, hard nosed runner as well as catching out the backfield. And again, the Seahawks defense is known for getting cut up notoriously. It's just again they only make great plays when they need to, but the defense isn't is not great. It's not elite as it used to be. I like that. I'm not mad at that. Um, speaking of making plays when they need to, Bobby Wagner had 13 tackles. That man is always. 13 tackles, oh, wait, bro, He is impressive. like the the new, I don't know if you remember this linebacker, but he is like the new 
modern day London Fletcher. London Fletcher. London That's Fletcher the name was I a tackling a machine time. in his prime. Like he would, he never, he his, no, his name did get mentioned a lot. Bobby Wagner has to get mentioned a lot more. It does help with him having a Super Bowl. But London Fletcher was notoriously known for being around the football and always leading the league in tackles. Bobby Wagner. And Bobby Wagner and before Luke Keekley retired, them two right there just rack up tackles like yeah. it's nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. Bobby Wagner gets to it for sure. He definitely gets to it. Um, FYI, you did use Dalvin Cook. In week one, he was your who to trust with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's true. But it's all good. We back at it. It's all right. You you you, you a Dalvin Cook uh He didn't pop off though. He didn't. He didn't have a good game that first week. He was he, he played all right, but it wasn't it wasn't Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it wasn't Dalvin Cook. It wasn't who to it wasn't who to trust Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So you're saying this week, so we'll forget scratch week one. Week, this week is week Dalvin three, Cook you want to trust. He's been getting better. First okay. week was uh-huh. subpar. Second week he he was getting closer. He just needed now a touchdown. Now you're saying that two. three is is now we're getting into the the realm of things. Okay. And okay. I like it. All right, Dalvin Cook. I, I you know I had Dalvin Cook last year. I was very happy with with what he was able Same. to do for me. So yeah. I can see it being possible. I'm not doubting it. Damn. Um, it's all right. It happens. It happens. Check your notes, son. Yeah, <laughs> um, but big my big trust, my second player, I got Najee Harris, man. Najee Harris. I know a couple of Najee, Najee. Harris owners, such as myself, um, kind of waiting for him to to be more consistent in the offense. I wouldn't even say I'm upset at his production because he is a rookie, after all. And he's handling, you know, probably the most um carries in his in his backfield i think he he he's like 98 carries the ball 98 percent of the time he's yeah, in for 98 percent of the plays so he's in there almost every play um i would like to see him be a little bit more involved i like him to see him be a little bit more involved and i think this week um he has the chance to do so against the, the Bengals, who are middle of the pack middle of the pack against uh against the run overall yeah. and middle of the pack defense yeah. Um, they did hold Dalvin Cook and uh, David Montgomery under 100 yards, but but I'm going to make a, a claim here that I think Najee goes over 100 yards in this matchup. I agree. I think he runs for over 100 yards um, with Ben being kind of questionable on if he even plays or what his production is going to be. I don't think he's if, if his pec injury is, is as serious as it may seem, um, I don't think he's going to be able to let it fly like that. So I, I, I see a lot of you know, dunks and dinks to, to Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I even maybe something from Fryermuth. I, I yep, should have mentioned him on the waiver wire, but Johnson's out too. So he's, he's uh, yeah. Deontay Johnson's out. Uh, maybe even a sneaky James Washington, sneaky, sneaky James yeah. Washington. I forgot he was on pit, but he's there too. Yeah. He's, he's weighing, he's looking for it. Um, but I like Najee Harris this week, man. Uh, very, very, uh, once again, uh, middle of the pack defense, but I like him to go over 100 yards on this matchup. Um, like I said, Ben with his pec injury, I think it affects his ability to air it out. And um, if he doesn't end up playing, who's the backup? Haskin, right? Um, um, Rudolph. Really? Rudolph. Mason Rudolph beat out Dwayne he beat Haskin? Out, yeah, he beat out Haskin. Oh, Lord Haskin. Haskin. They both what? the same. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. They're, they're How both the same happen? in their own way. How did that? Oh, Haskins not that bad. He let well, Mason Rudolph beat him out. Well, I'd say maybe familiarity. Like Rudolph oh, has been Lord in the Jesus. system, so I probably I base it more off of that than actual like talent oh, in, in quarterbacks. Gosh. All right. Well, either way, I think it's a good get right game for Najee, no matter how it unfolds. Whether Ben's in there, whether Mason Rudolph's in there, um, I think he's gonna get targeted quite a bit. Last uh, 
last week he had, I think, five targets for 49 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown. Um, for that man's build, I would like to see him get into the end zone on a power run, just a straight-ahead power run. Um, but mm-hmm. the but the the Steelers, um, they gotta block something. They gotta block something because they're they're that letting line. their quarterback get hit. Um, yeah, the line's been the line's been suspect. But I believe in the talent of Najee Harris, and I believe in that Steelers organization of how they keep their running backs involved, especially running backs with the upside that Najee Harris offers. So um, once again. Najee Harris will rush for over 100 yards this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Book it. Mark Andrews is going to go kaboom this week. Book it. Top three finish out of my tight end. Top 10 finish out of Najee Harris. Those are my big trusts for the week. Boom. That was good. We didn't even plan that. That was, that, was <laughs> that was good. We didn't even plan that. We right here. We in sync with it. We in sync with it. Um, all right. So next up, let's talk about our sleepers. Cue the snores. <laughs> sleepers. All right. So um, I'll jump in mine real quick. This is, you know, real quick. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Mr. Shep. Uh, to me. He's Mr. Reliable in our offense so far. He's the wide receiver nine thus far on the season. He's averaging eight catches per game, and he played some pretty respectable defenses during that period. He played Denver and Washington and was able to uh, catch the ball eight times. He was targeted more than that, but he was able to pull in eight catches. Um, he plays a Atlanta secondary that literally just got torched by Mike Evans. <laughs> he put two tutties on him. They just gave up a touchdown to Gronkowski. They gave up a touchdown to Chris Godwin. Um, they just giving out touchdowns. Concussion protocol. Who's in concussion protocol? Um, AJ Terrell, which is one oh of the yeah, AJ corners, Terrell. Yep. So. Yeah, that that's a tough loss for them if he doesn't end up uh, doesn't end up playing. But uh, I like Sterling Shepard this week. I think Galladay is still working to get comfortable with Denny Dimes. Um, you know they had that like little <laughs> outburst on the sideline that he said was more so directed at Jason Garrett. Um, I just I think Galladay just has some more to go before he's like a, a comfortable piece in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sterling Shepard is is there. Ingram is is still out. Um, he's not really fighting so much for comp- for competition in terms of uh targets. Especially you know, it's Darius Slayton dropping catches. Yeah, in. Darius Slayton's dropping in. Darius Slayton's always good for one or two over the top where he might reel something in. But and Sterling Shepard well. and yeah, you may drop it as well. <laughs> But I think Sterling Shepard is the guy to own yeah. in that offense in that receiving course. So I like Sterling Shepard this week against the Atlanta secondary. I think he absolutely balls. And um, I actually picked him up on my waivers last week, I believe. So um, And he's at the end of my bench, but I'm playing him this week because I feel like he's going to put up some good numbers. I'm playing him over Marvin Jones, who's had some good numbers as well. But I just I like Sterling Shepard here to... to um, to have a better output this week. To have a better output this week. I think Jacksonville plays Denver, if I'm not mistaken. They just played Denver. They just played Denver. Okay. But they have a they have another sus matchup. I don't think the matchup was is really too too good. Um if you find who they play this week, just let me know. But um that's my sleeper. Sterling Shepard, man. I like Sterling Shepard this week. So um book it. Book that sleeper. Sterling Shepard. Uh Jacksonville plays Arizona. Yeah. Arizona this week, which isn't a great defense, could possibly be a shootout. Um, but 
I don't know. The Jaguars are just so. All right, let me not say shootout because I don't. Jaguars can't really score. They haven't shown yeah, an ability they need to, to they score. Need to be able to, that's the issue. They so can't far. keep up. They have the like. They obviously have the talent on paper. You would feel that somewhat they can maybe put some points up on a board, but so far the offense just has not been in sync. Yeah, they got to keep up, and I don't think they can score enough to keep up. So. Um, I like Stella Shepard this week. That's my sleeper. Who you got? Who you suited? Who they snoozing on? My guy, Mr. Naheem Hines. Um, he did have a bad game. Naheem last Hines. Week. Naheem Hines is my sleeper. Um, I sure hope not. I play against him this week. I don't like that. I mean, you I'm a Titan, I'm a Titan fan, so I obviously don't like the fact that I'm rooting for you know, especially the Colts, a divisional rival. Um, but no, I have Naheem Hines. My other person probably would have been Najee Harris, um, or maybe even Saquon Barkley, but. Um, Naheem Himes is my player. Um, I do like his output, especially against the Titans last year when we played him. He averaged almost 20 points. He had 27 the first game, 19 the second. Um, he averaged about five catches, seven targets against the Titans themselves. Um, and obviously, we don't have the best the best defense when it comes to things. They played the, the Rams this week, so kind of explain why Himes had a, a poor a poor showing. Um, looking this week, if they have Mr. Broke Feet Wentz there, then, you know, I'm looking at check down Mr. routes. Um, <laughs> then I'm looking at check down routes for, for Naeem Himes. Um, if Eastland is in there, then again, and other than Jack Doyle, as Dre pointed out earlier, also look for Naheem Himes to kind of be another check down magnet as he is more of the scat back. I don't see so much of a Jonathan Taylor getting the catches and I do Naheem Himes. Um, so that's you know, someone to kind of look out for. He usually has a decent game against the Titans themselves. Um, he's been having a decent game against them the past, since 2018, since he's been in the league. Some years he didn't play as much, but he always plays against the Titans. Is always looked out for some type of target. So there's always opportunities for him to at least get inside the end zone or get some of your points for you in the PPR league. So for me, I can easily go ahead and see him having about five catches. Um, maybe not too many rushes, but five catches for 50 yards, possibly a touchdown as well. So you're looking at a good no, about take 10 all points, that back. 10 to 12. All right. He's already projecting 10. Um, but I can easily see him go ahead and get about a 15, 17 against the Titans. Mm -hmm. If this was a stronger defensive team, I definitely would not probably go Naheem Himes, but the track record shows he does have a decent showing against the Titans. If you're looking for someone to kind of fill in a flex spot, especially if you happen to have all any of the 49ers running backs or any of your running backs that may be hurt this week or your receivers, just just another flex player that could possibly go ahead and get you a good little 15 piece. If you're looking for that. Um, that's my sleeper, Mr. Hines. I sure hope not. Raise a hater. I'm not looking forward to that at all, but I I hear you. I hear you. We you say you're going against him? But I don't say I'm, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, I'm just saying, man. He balls against the Titans. I don't know what it is. He has even, that, uh, even watching film last he's year. Like, like he he's was, like he was T.Y. Like a, against the, the Texans. Yeah, man. He just, I don't know. They, Dang, they is just he keep really? him in there. I got to check the stats. I didn't know he I didn't know he get off like that against the Titans. Yeah, now, man. That's what I was I'm looking upset. at earlier. I was like, man. And it may not be like. I'm la upset. Like last year, he was the most productive, for sure. Um, the years prior, he wasn't as productive, but he still get he still got on the field and still caught some passes and ran some and ran some of the ball. Like he still gets in, he still gets involved in the offense when it comes in playing the Titans. I don't know what hmm. it is. That's interesting. Um, but that's, that's the reason I picked him. I was looking up how many years he's been in the league. He's been in since 2018. Um, his first year, he barely he played every game. Um, the year after that, he only played like five games, and two of those games were against guess who? The Titans. 
um, the year after that, which would have been 2020 last year, he scored 27 and 19. So he's, he's increased each year going up against the Titans. So I just see another average S game. I'm not saying he's going to have a big game, but he definitely does play a part when he plays, when they play the Titans on the Colts offense. Oh my gosh. I ain't want to hear all that. Hey man, nah, I'm here to bring y'all the cold stats hard and facts. facts. The cold hard facts, but Again, I'm a right. Titan fan, so I don't root for him, but it, I just call it what it is. It is what it is. That's your sleeper. That's your sleeper. I understand it and I respect it. Um, so some good picks this week. Some good, interesting picks. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see who pans out, who does not. Um, so just look out for those updates come football Sunday uh, when we kind of you know talk about if we hit or if we missed. Uh, so we appreciate you listening in to our You Bought the Bus segment and our also Sleeper segment and our Who You Bought the Trust segment, Big Trust segment. Big trust. Um, so we appreciate that for sure. So we're going to go ahead and close it out on this episode as we always do with uh, the games of the week. So this one will kind of just breeze through. Shouldn't take us any more than uh, I'd say... Five minutes, realistically. Like, we could get through these real quick. We don't have to talk about too, too much. Um, Thursday night game, Carolina and Houston. Houston starting a rookie QB. Carolina, pretty easy yeah. matchup. Um, not really much to see there. Uh, what we got here? Arizona and Jacksonville. Um, I think that one may be a little bit. I said shootout earlier, but I just I forgot how bad Jacksonville is at actually scoring. Um, they can move the ball. But they just can't score, uh, which is crazy because last season they couldn't score in the red zone either. I think they were like <laughs> the worst team in the league in scoring in the red zone. They had to be in like the bottom. Yeah, they were not great. Were yeah, not like great the bottom percentile of of like red zone success. It's crazy. And here they are again, new year, new coach, same, same. problem. <laughs> so yeah, that was a little bit lopsided. Atlanta, new uh, Giants. This is just could the, be an interesting game. The game I'm not really defeated. sure. They get, oh, yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them are defeated. So, so looking uh, for, they're looking for a W. Hope yep. you don't end in a draw. That'd be horrible. Wow. I, that would be, be That'd be something. very Falcon and Giant-esque. If, if, they, they a, if, if the game ends in a draw, I'm going to need the lotto numbers for you, from you for for the lotto. Because if you just call a draw in I that game and it happens, some, I'm taking you to Vegas. We're going to Vegas, and I need you to call my numbers. 22 you. black. <laughs> um, uh, all right, next up, Baltimore. And Detroit, ain't really much nice, to say about it's that. It's a nice hard-nosed game. Yeah, but it's I, gonna, got, yeah. I got another Lamar and Mark Andrews shows you were pointing out earlier. Yeah, Mark Andrews, Tyson Williams, I like him to have a good game. Um, Detroit, you know, we were just kind of talking about the Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift backfield. I'm not mad at it at all, to be honest with you. I'm not. At this point, it's kind of giving me what I expected. Maybe a uh, touchdown more from, from Swift, but... In terms of targets, keep hitting my dog seven, eight times a game. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Just, you couple that up with a touchdown, that's that's a good flex play. Maybe yeah. RB2 every week with 15-point floor. I'll take it. That's I'll a, take it's, that. It's a good – and that's what I was telling you earlier. I was so confused with people getting upset with, like, feeling like Williams was getting more of the share. I'm like, I don't know what y'all are seeing. This is – this is like a great tandem right here. Like, it's, it's going to get better as the season goes on for it's one perfect. of them. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's not too much, like – I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jinx it with anything, but they split it up so so well that it's like, you know, what I mean, an injury can happen at any moment, but none of them are really being overused where they're doing a lot. It's just it's split really evenly. They can both be really productive. Um, they both get targets. Swift a little bit more, but it's because he has you know 
Yeah, um, agile, better agile. Yeah. Um, I think he. I would say he probably even has better hands. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say he yeah. has better hands. Um, I like the split. I like the split. So even though they're playing uh, uh, Baltimore, um, Baltimore has had you know good defense, but they've had their lapses at times. Yeah. So I think you can still get some product, uh, get some uh, value out of that backfield. Don't look at the Ravens and say, "Dang, I'm not playing my running backs." I would still probably throw Jamal Williams or, or Swift out there. I, I would still I would still do it. Um, Chicago at Cleveland. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Mayfield kind of nursed a little bit of an injury. Apparently, he's fine. Um, Chicago, could this be the first official start for Justin Fields? The Marquise's favorite player? That's right. Could it be? <laughs> the Fields show. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, it could be. It could I th- be. I think it will. I think, I think, I think, I think it's it, the perfect opportunity other than the fact they're playing a really tough team, but it's like the perfect segue of just being like, all right, Andy, you got hurt. Let's just, let's just start it. And I think like historically, this would be very Cleveland-esque to lose to to Justin Fields' debut. It it just has Cleveland written all over it. This is very much so a Browns situation. Yeah. My my Um, prediction was week three to week four for Fields to be the starter. I think we got to go back to to the first episode because I think we did say I think we, I think we both said week three or four. Yeah, I, 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 we all knew this was coming at some point. We just needed something to kind of tip over the domino. Say when a little, a little more realistic than them just being like, "Here you go, Justin. You're gonna start over Andy." Like, oh, yeah. Andy's hurt. Something had to happen. He, Andy yeah. may not even be that hurt. He. This might, this might have just been <laughs> this it. Is just a good way for him ah, to be like, legs. We want to make sure <laughs> you're neck, okay. We know you're a little older now. We want to make sure you healed. <laughs> My neck and my back. Yeah. But yeah, Justin Field show. We'll see what we'll see how it goes. We'll see we'll see what he does. Yeah. Uh R.I.P. Ezel too, man. I just want to throw that out there because I just said uh, R.I.P. the my neck, my back thing. Um I forgot his I forgot his real name. AJ he's Johnson Anthony Johnson, if Anthony, I'm not mistaken. Anthony Johnson. Why does that sound not, like you're right, but it sounds like you're wrong? Because it's such know. a common <laughs> name. It's a common name. It is a common name. But uh but shout out Ezel, man. Thank you for all the laughs over the years. Um, yep, Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson. Thank you for the last man. Thank you for the memories. Um, uh, this millennial generation is, is we're watching a lot of our legends go down, man, and it's sad. But uh, you know, I just made a reference to to the, my my neck, my back. So if you've seen Friday, you know exactly what part that is. Uh, but yeah, once again, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Zell, uh, Anthony Johnson. Uh, rest in peace, man. Uh, next. Uh, we got uh, what we said. Uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Mm. I kind of like this game. It ha- it has some. Uh, I like it for Cincy. It has some. It has some. You know, it has some interesting, interesting scenarios here. Um, you got Burrow, who uh, man, he 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 had a rut. He was in a rut last game. He threw yeah, he, three straight interceptions. Yeah. on three straight drives. Yeah, but then came back and threw a touchdown right after. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, we know Jim. We know that that Burrow can play. I, I really feel like the line, obviously the line has not been great, and I feel like you know he's still just kind of getting recovering from his knee injury. But and Joe Mixon hasn't really helped neither. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has, but I mean, <laughs> he's not really. He's not. He's being not. Full be- under, yeah, he's not as effective and yeah. you know, causing a distraction away from Burrow. Like he, Burrow is still getting hit a lot, which is on, which is mm-hmm. the really the biggest thing. Other than Big Ben, Burrow is one of the most hit yep. quarterbacks going on right now, and it's yep. only week two, and you don't want that for your your quarterback coming off a serious knee injury. Sure don't. And playing against, he's about to play against a really you know really great defensive line. So hopefully, you know they can channel their you know their inner selves and kind of limit that because. Yeah. 
You know they have the talent. We mm-hmm. know we know T Higgins can ball. I know he had a fumble which was bad. T Higgins. Um, Jamar Chase has been looking iffy. Like he has good flashes, but he has a lot of too many mistakes as far as any drops and just fumbles. Like it's too too much of that going on for them. Um, I like the yeah, T. Man. I like the T Higgins train. You know, you yeah. know, I've been. I've been hyping T. Higgins. Yeah, when he fumbled, for, I was like, man, I know that. I was like, man, you can't fumble T. But he definitely has been productive. He's been yeah. he's been productive. He's had he's had a touchdown he, in every game. He seems, quiet, he seems quiet, but when you look at the stats and you look at the points he gives, you're like, oh, he and actually he, he actually target share, routes run, like he's he's in that offense. Um, and he's a red zone threat. He scored every every game. I mean, there's only been two games, but he scored in both games in the red zone this year. It so, all matters. Um, yeah, if they can move the ball, as soon as they get in the red zone area, T. Higgins is being looked at. Um, he came out for a little bit with a shoulder injury, but then he came back in and scored that touchdown. So, um, what you shoulder know, injury? He had a little. The boy came, came in and flexed on him. Came, yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, after the, he was a little dinged up. He was a little dinged up. Um, next up, we got Indianapolis and Tennessee. Um, that's the game. Yeah, that's the game that's being played. Uh, next up, we got <laughs> LA. <laughs> we got, uh, nah, that should be, that should be all right game. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, Indianapolis does, it, it, they're not a weak defense. They're a pretty elite defense. Yeah. They just have a banged um, up offense right now. So I don't, so. I mean, not, not being biased. I see the Titans winning this one. They yeah, have I, won. I see the Titans winning it too. I'm not impressed yeah. by Indy's offense at all. Yeah, there's I, I don't nothing, think there's really nothing. Good. I don't think they're a good offense, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't think I I think they have a lot of untapped talent and like Michael Pittman, pa, uh, Pascal. They're missing Ty. Um, Paris Campbell is Paris he, Campbell. So yeah. it's just like I don't know. They there, have there, a lot there's of talent not, at running back. There's a lot too. of uncertainty. You yeah. got Tennessee with Derrick Henry. You know, you say that name and it's like, oh snap, the king. AJ Brown. Uh, you know, I mean Julio Jones, um, Anthony First. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not a chance. I was gonna say it. I'm like, not nah, a he chance. We're not saying Anthony Fersker. Get out of here, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but it should be a good game. So, so we'll we'll look out for that. Um, next up, Chargers in Kansas City. Now that that's, that's may be, be a, a shootout. Yeah, that's gonna be a game. Both that may be a shootout. Or iffy, but that's one thing we know for sure. They both gonna put up some points. Uh, it's gonna be a great game, division game as well. So I know the. Chiefs are obviously going to look to bounce back from last week, but the Chargers are also going to look to do the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think Justin Herbert is no longer um, – when is when is he going to show up? Because he's arrived. He's yeah. arrived. He, he's a real QB. He's a real QB. So, Boy, he's nice. Um, he's nice. And the offense is rolling. Eckler's looking good. Uh, Mike Williams, you know, one of my one of my early picks this year. He's looking good. Uh, Keenan Allen doing Keenan Allen things. Um, Jared Cook also kind of dropping right uh, nicely into that offense with the loss of Hunter Henry. Um, he just he kind of fell into uh, into a good situation in that offense. Um, actually had a TD call back on like an illegal hands to the face, I think, on somebody because he definitely he definitely scored, but it was it was called back. So. Um, uh, look for that offense to flow, man. And Kansas City, you know they're just gonna do Kansas City things. Um, interesting game for for Hilaire. I know a lot of Hilaire owners are are starting to panic a little bit, um, but I would say you know relax, relax. He it's kind of reminiscent of last year. I feel last year he he got off to a a, a slow start. Um, people forget that in the preseason he was injured with like a high ankle sprain. I think it was. So this is just around the time of. Of when you know he should be fully recovered, um, the fact that he's playing shows that he's you know better than 
you know, you probably anticipate coming off a high ankle sprain, but the production hasn't really been there. And I don't think it's because everybody, I mean, it could partially be because everybody else is just balling elsewhere that they don't really have to include him as much. But overall, Andy Reid's offenses don't necessarily, you know, make fantasy productive running backs. That just, that really hasn't been historically yeah, his style. So, and that's, and that's kind of, doesn't work well for Hilaire. Like, he was highly tutored last year. Like, he emerged as, like, one of the top running backs to pick. I didn't really agree with it during that time. I feel like he's decent now. But he has a good opportunity this game with the Chargers rushing offense being, like, top third in a sense of the most yards allowed. They allow 5.6 yards a carry as well. So, definitely is a good jump start for him to kind of yeah. get the season going and kind of be involved back in the offense. I'm sure he's going to redeem himself from the fumble last week. I'm sure that's not something that, you know... He's gonna let live down, so yeah, um, definitely an opportunity for him. Like I, I don't know. We'll see. What, we'll see what we get. I feel like they could use some kind of identity in the running back game to help. They need um, throughout it. the year. They need it. Well, I mean, who's to say they 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 really need it? Yeah, but, need it. it's just it's just um, a good you know it's good it's to kind of keep balance. diversified throughout the year. Yeah, and it's it's good balance. Keep teams on their toes. Mm-hmm. We know Tyreek Hill is gonna ball out regardless. Kelsey, you already know what it yep. is. Um, yep, you're right. You're right. Uh, New Orleans and New England. Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. I like a bounce back game for New Orleans after they uh, put up a bad, bad, bad game against the Panthers. Um, and then New England, Mac Jones has kind of been hit or miss. Uh, as I talked about earlier, I think Damian, Har- Damian Harris is bought the bus potential in this matchup. So I'm not really sure what to expect, but I know it's probably not going to be a high scoring affair. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. Really, for the most part, New England defense doesn't really allow high scoring affairs, um, but they they allow scoring. But it's just not it's not going to be it's not going to be a, a a fun exhilarating watch. Yeah, it's no shootout. Yeah, it's no shootout. Uh, Washington and Buffalo probably a, a low scoring affair as well. Mm-hmm. Um, game. Good defensive game. Yeah, um, I actually like one of the defenses to pull off a pick six. I'm gonna say either Washington or Buffalo gets a pick six this game. Um, I like it. I'm, yeah, I'm both, calling that. Both teams are pretty active on the field as far as turnovers. Yeah, I'm turnovers, calling that. So. I'm calling that. Washington Buffalo, somebody getting a pick six. Uh, next up, Miami and Vegas. Uh, surprise, surprise, the Raiders. Uh, Miami, they're in a tough kind of situation right now. Yeah, they need to bounce Sua back, Sua going man. down. Um, Gaskin didn't have a good game last game. Uh, Jacoby did not have a good game at all. Oh. Who? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Brissett. Yeah, Brissett didn't look which, too great. Which, I mean, he's never been, like, great, but he's definitely been better yeah. than but what, he, whatever he, he showed. But he also came in at, like, an odd time. Yeah. It was so, odd time. I just thought he'd be better just being a I veteran agree. in the NFL. Just, I, I thought he just would have managed better, but it was... It was very mid. Very it, was, mid. It, was, it was a really weird game for the Dolphins. Zero points. Yeah. His, I think it's been a while since you've seen, like, a 35-0 Yeah, 35. Shutout. They got blanked. Like They got is, blanked, bro. And the Bills didn't play a good game. Josh Allen didn't even have 200 yards passing. He had 178. Yeah. And they yeah, still they won 35 to 0. Yeah, they they uh the defense was 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 crazy too. Balling. So they had they had a good game. Uh Jets in Denver, my lowly lowly Jets. Oh. Um Denver been Denver been cooking. Teddy, Teddy Bridge. Teddy, Teddy two two glove Teddy cooking. Hey. Um Corlin Sutton cooking. Welcome boy, back, Mr. Boy, Sutton. Welcome back. Welcome back. I like that offense. Um, I think that one's going to be pretty pretty lopsided. Yeah. Uh, hear me out here. I'm making another call. I think Javante Williams gets his first touchdown of the season. Okay, I can see it. It's a good opportunity. I think this is a good game for him yeah. to do it. I think this 
get some more eyes on Javante Williams. I think he starts to move, creep a little bit ahead of Melvin Gordon, who don't don't get it twisted. Melvin Gordon's also been playing pretty good. Yeah, no, he's Mel- been playing Mel- pretty Mel- good. Been looking really, he's been looking really good mm-hmm. out the backfield catching passes, which I think is really important in a way. But, but if you watch Javante Williams run, it's like his running, his running that style boy is, is, is special good. in the run game. He stiff arming. He, I'm telling you, he reminds me of Nick Chubb. Like, reminiscent of Nick Chubb when Nick Chubb first came on the scene. Like, you, we're going to hear that referenced a lot as, as Javante's role begins to grow because he's he's kind of a reflection of, of, a, of a Nick Chubb style, running style. Um, So I, I'm, I'm thinking that he may get his first TD of the season. So we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that. Uh, Seattle and Minnesota. Minnesota been involved in a lot of shootouts lately. Yeah. Um, both offensive uh, players on both sides, run it up. Put them in your starting lineups. So anybody who you got, play them with confidence because that game I think is going to be a shootout this week. Um, Seattle took a tough loss in uh, in overtime. Yeah, uh, Russ just didn't look back. too great. Um, but I, I like for I like for uh, both those teams to put up a lot of points this game. I like Metcalf to be a lot more involved. Um, it's kind of been one-sided favoring Lockett, but I like Metcalf to emerge. In this matchup, I as hope well. so because I need um, it. I know, I know you got him on your team. That was so my, you that's my. It. I'm still sticking with it. I still on my projected wide receiver one by the yeah, end you, of the year. Yeah, you did say that crazy, crazy. I'm still sticking with uh-huh. it. Bring <laughs> it a slow start. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Rams. We talked about that game, so I'm not gonna talk too much about it. But it should be very exciting. Um, I got Rams. Oh, you got the Rams. I know I'm a Tampa native. But I got Rams on this one. All right, I got a. Uh, I got the Bucks. I'm gonna go 28-24 Bucks. All right. I got 28-24 Bucks. Honestly, I'd look around the same, just Rams instead. Yeah, I say 28-24 Bucks. I think I think the Bucks is are, are gonna. I think they're gonna get down early. I think LA's gonna come out cooking, mm-hmm. and then I think the Bucks are gonna are gonna turn it up in like the second do, half. Do Tom Brady yes stuff. Yeah, do some Tom Brady stuff. I, I think I, I'm envisioning. I know Tom Brady gonna go into halftime pissed. He gonna go because they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> get beat up. <laughs> they don't get beat up in that first come half. Come on, guys. Yep, and then he going to go in the locker room, and they just going to come out second half and just turn it up on them. Um, 28-24, though. I like, it's going to be a good game. I, I'm excited for that. Uh, Green Bay and San Fran, we kind of talked about that. Um, interesting game. We, we don't really know how that San Francisco backfield is going to shake out. Uh, I actually see it being more of a Devontae game. I think that Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones will have his production, but I think it was written for him to have the game he did. Um, considering the the, the storyline behind you know storyline e- everything storyline yeah, story Dre's back yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the storyline that was surrounding that game I think it was just made for him to come out and have a good game um, so I look forward to that and uh, let's see who else we got we have uh, uh, Monday night game America's is Philly team. and Dallas Philly and Dallas woo should be a good little game. Um, Game of the subpars. That might guys. also be a nice little shootout too. Uh, yeah. uh, what we call it? Hurts kind of struggle against uh, San Francisco. I think they played the 49ers this mm-hmm. week, right? Yeah, it was that was a that was a bad game overall. It just was overall just offense wise. It was, but um, uh, def- I definitely like I was saying earlier as well. I do like this matchup. Philly could good bounce back. Game. Good division um, game. I think Philly have, could bounce yeah, back. They usually have good battles. So Dallas um, got a good yeah. win under their belt. So um, it's gonna be a nice. It's gonna be a nice thing. Is is Dallas for real, or is Philly for real? You know what I mean. Like Philly has doesn't have quite the talent that that Dallas has, but um, they can they put it together. They put it together. 
I want to say I saw something about Zach Ertz too recently this week. I don't know if it was IR, but something I saw a report about Zach Ertz, which um kind of made me say, oh, Goddard might actually have some some more value this week if Ertz was out. I want to say I saw that Ertz was out, but I'm not yeah, 100%. COVID list. He's on a COVID list. Okay, so he is out. So now you're just down to, to Goddard. I knew it was something that would have him out. Um, it wasn't IR, but it, yeah, it looks like it was the COVID list. So uh, something to take into consideration. He's on the COVID list right now, so I would like to see Goddard heavily involved. Um, Jalen Hurts be able to scramble with the ball. That's going to be a good game. We had a couple good games this week, so yeah. I'm excited to see to see how these pan out. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? That's, That's the last game. It's That's Monday the last night. game. We ran through him. Yeah. We and, ran uh, through him all. One of the key thing in the last game would be the Cowboys' first home game, too. So definitely look for the Cowboys to kind of come out and uh, try to make a little stance for the first home game of the season in Jerry's world. Okay, nope. okay, That's all okay. the games this week, though. Oh, man. Week three is upon us. Um, Once again, man, once again, we are three weeks into this season. This is our third episode um, such great feedback from from everybody uh, who's been listening. We appreciate you as always. I know I said last episode I would uh, get that mailbag situation uh, done. So basically sending out links for questions to be read on the podcast. Um, I did not get around to doing that, but I will try and make sure that we do it this week. So by next week, um, we'll, we'll have a couple questions that I can answer. We can answer on the air um, questions and concerns that, you know, some of you fantasy football players out there may have and want to hear us talk about, want to hear us talk about. So uh, once again, as always, we always end it with our endless, endless thank yous without the support from our listeners. um, It just, it kind of wouldn't make sense. Um, You know, we've got some great feedback about the platform we're able to create here. And uh, me and Markeith are just going to try and continue to build on it. Uh, keep giving you good information, um, remain entertaining, and keeping our listeners engaged. If at any point you have any type of feedback that you want to offer us, please do not hesitate. Do not hesitate to reach out at FFBallCulture on Twitter. At FFBallCulture on Twitter. Um, I'm debating about maybe picking up another social media, maybe like Instagram, creating some sort of page where we could just put up content. You know, we do a lot of graphics and such after games are done, kind of showing players that we hit on in terms of our about the bus, you know, who you trust, whatever the case may be. And I think a good place to have all of that information readily accessible to our listeners would be like a would be like an Instagram, you know. Twitter you kind of got to scroll through and find yeah. it, but Instagram you can really focus on on posts. Watch that story. Um, so, so might be something to look forward to. So next week we may have some updates surrounding that. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. Um, once again, recapping that song you heard earlier, that is from a very talented artist by the name of Q. Shout out Q. Shout out Q. And the song is If You Care. Um, he's doing big things. Make sure you follow him. Um, you know, he's, he's touring. I think he's in Europe right now, or he was in Europe touring over there. Um, so just keep your eyes on Q. Continue doing your thing, bro. Uh, inspiring and talented. So shout out to Q. Uh, what what else you got for the people? Anything else, Marquis? Yeah, that's the same as same as usual. Um, want to thank you guys, of course, for listening. 
as we continue to, you know, try to shape up this platform that we have here. Um, any questions, definitely reach out to our Twitter. Um, as Dre said, definitely looking into adding another social media aspect as well to continue to provide you guys with content, visuals, or anything else you're looking for. And, um, yeah, thank you guys again, man. It's been great. This is still a great journey for us, and the world's still open. So have a lot, a lot for us to experience, and, yeah, this has been great. Yes, sir. See where we could take it. See where we could take it. But for now, that is the end of our week three episode. I am one half of the hosting team AD, and I'm closing it out with my homie, my dog. Mark Heath here, and we appreciate you guys as always. Each and every one of you, man. We appreciate you guys, and we are checking out on a Fantasy Culture Podcast week three. Go out and get them wins. No losses. No losses. All wins. All right, Fantasy Culture Podcast, checking out. Peace. We out.